podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome back to the last word on Spurs for instant reaction to Tottenham Hotspur's defeat to Wolves in the Premier League. Galling as we talk about this just literally hours after that game. But I've got three guests with me here that are going to try their best to dissect and give you some therapy in the next hour as to how that game got away from us. And to also look ahead to Norwich City to come in the FA Cup. Delighted to have back on this show with me. It's been a while. Anthony Costa's back. And how you, how you doing? How are you keeping? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I've been better. Yeah, I think we all have, haven't we? We've all, we've all, seen, we've all seen better days, to be honest, on the back we of that have. Wolves game. Delighted alongside Anthony to be welcoming two debutants on the last word on Spurs. Statsman for the BBC, along with a whole host of others. Delighted to have John O'Blaine joining us. John, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Ricky. Evening all. John, I have to apologise. I know it's a debut, and I'm sorry to give you this kind of game to come on after dissect. Please accept my apologies. Don't worry, mate. I was. Uh, I thought he might be coming. <laughs> I think we all was, John. To be fair, on Thursday night when we sat there and previewed this game, I don't think any of us were confident. And that's really sad to actually be going into a game expecting us to lose or to not get a positive result. But I've also got a man that I know is going to provide some therapy to this show. He's promised me already. I've got the wonderful Habib joining us from Pakistan at, I think, about midnight. That's the commitment of this man. Habib, how are you? I'm great. I'm excited. A little bit depressed after the result. I think I've had 500 calories so far. <laughs> Habib, how, how are you getting through this at the moment? Bearing in mind it's midnight. Does this just keep you going? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm all up. I'm going to be up till 3, 4 a.m. I, I can't sleep after a match. Oh, dear. I'll tell you what, a lot of people won't be able to sleep on the back of that game and how we let it slip away from us. And I'm going to start with you for this therapy session. It feels a Tottenham side littered with players who continually make mistakes as a team and individually it feels the same poor errors week in week out you can muddle through without a striker even though that's ridiculous in itself but the simple tracking of a runner and the positioning it just feels this group is just nowhere near good enough to achieve success it requires a significant amount of reinvestment as we know what did you make of that game against Wolves at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium I just think I just think it's same old Spurs Rick and um you know, I'm not blaming uh, Jose because he's coming to a squad, a team, a club that's that's been hindered by injuries. I get it, but the team he put out today, just I just got to question some of the some of the defending. You know, to drop Toby, to drop Yan, what's going on there? Are they picked up and knocking training? I don't know. Obviously, we're not there, but you've got these professional players 
as you just rightly said, don't track runners. Give the players too much space. You know that Wolves are going to bully you. You know what they're about. They're a top, top side. And to be winning 2-1 and to lose 3-2, it's just it's just a bit of bit of sweet bit of pill to swallow, mate. I can't, I can't what you can't you can't argue because they were better. A lot of people argue, yeah, but we had more possession, but I keep going on about the possession thing. It's not worth having 70% possession, 65% possession, and losing the game. I want three points on that bold. I want to be challenging for the top four places. And that's that's gone now. So what are we going to do? I'd rather us not go into the Europa League and start start afresh from next season. For me, this season's done now. The quicker this finishes, the better, I tell you. It's the worrying thing as well, Ant, the fact that you know Wolves played on Thursday night. And even exactly. though you said the second half, you think, well, we should, we should be more fresher than them. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. All this rubbish about European football and playing on a Wednesday or a Thursday and not playing well on a Saturday or Sunday. It's rubbish. They're professional footballers. End of. I'm an actor. I do eight shows a week. Do you see what I'm saying? I have one hour break in between on, on a Saturday and a Wednesday. I don't go to the director and go, oh, I feel a bit tired, mate. I'm, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to not do the Saturday night show because I'm, I'm a bit tired. He's going to sack me. So why are these professional players that are on so much money, and rightly so because they're, they're great at their game, can't perform twice in a week? Wolves can, and it proved today. It's all excuses, mate. It does my head in, Rick. It does my head in, mate. Mm. I'm fed up of it. I think we all are, aren't we? It's been a frustrating season. We're in March now, and Mourinho's yeah. told us to forget about the rest of the season. Uh, look ahead yeah. to the next one. And that's a worry because yeah. they're still, you know, we're still in the FA Cup. Premier League, I don't know where we are in terms of that top four. We might come on to it later on in the show. But, you yeah, know, yeah. Champions League, we're still very much in that tie. We'll have to wait and see what happens in terms of nah. how many more injuries we're going to pick up. But it's only 1-0, and It is only 1-0. But I mean, Listen, I know that and you know that. But mm. well, what's going to happen when we go over there? We're, we're at their turf then. They're, they're going to they're gonna be up for it. It just depends what Tottenham side comes out. Is it the Tottenham side that, pl- that beat Burnley 4-0? Or is it the Tottenham side that played today and lo- was winning 2-1 and lost 3-2? Who knows? It's Jack and Hyde season this season, man. It is. And it's been coming. It's been coming. It's been coming. And it, and that's that's the worrying thing is the fact that you know I've been I've been told oh you're too negative. Well, I'm not negative. I'm just seeing what, what for what it is. Two years ago, I said we should start investing now. Do it. Do it. Do it. Kane needs competition. This one needs competition. Yeah, but you can't drop Kane. Why not? Why not? People drop, but Pep drops Aguero every other week. Does he sit there and moan? No, because they're out there winning championships. They're out there winning titles. They're out there winning the League Cup just now. It's it's, it's, it's all a myth, all this. We can't drop Kane and we can't drop Son. Mm, I, We've I, got to have the squad. Yeah, I mean, I promise you, I, w- I want to come back to that in a second in terms of the Sorry, squad go on, and mate. in terms of the board. Uh, listen, all valid points. I think there'll be a lot of people out there that will totally be in agreement with what you're saying. And But, I mean, John... Back to the, the game itself, because Wolves, they did play, you've got to say, with more desire, more purpose. And I think overall, they deserved their 3-2 victory. You'd say Spurs were, pardon the pun, as sick as a parrot, because he should have come on much more earlier than those closing minutes. But as we saw, Tottenham's defence in general there, John, crumbling as Mourinho's big tactical gamble, which Anthony said about not playing out of here, it did backfire. And that is a damning defeat in the race for the top four. It was in our hands as we led twice. But again, problems at the back rather than at the other end causing the damage on the day on that game. John, what did you make of it? I was surprised as anyone when he picked the team um, to see, not so much to see Vertonghen on the bench because he's put, he's put him on the bench a few times now. Um, I think he's worried that he's lost his legs a bit. 
I was surprised to see Toby on the bench. But then, you know, Giroud did turn him two or three times last week and Giroud can't run either. I think he was petrified about Wolves' pace. Um, and they showed it in the second half where they, you know, got him behind us a few times. Um, I don't know what he, what he can do, to be honest. He was brought in. Everyone, I'm reading Twitter tonight and everyone's going on, oh, Jose built everything on defence. Yeah, but when he managed Chelsea and Real Madrid and Inter, he had world-class defenders as well. Remember that. We don't have world-class defenders. Yeah, he sorted United's defence out and they arguably didn't have world-class defenders. But he had a pre-season. He brought in some of his own players. He's come into a broken team, which has got even more broken with Son and Kane. Ndombele, bless him, 65 million for a bloke who can't play more than 15 minutes. He must be looking at this squad going, what the hell have I walked into? That, that, that is the problem. But, I mean, John, you talk about Mourinho there. I mean, the, the only concern is some will maybe bring up the fact that it's the first time we look at, back at Chelsea last week that someone has done a double over Mourinho. And then this is the first time I think Mourinho has lost from a winning position as well. Is it not conceivable that after next week's game, Spurs could also be 10th in the Premier League. Are you really concerned at the moment or do you think we have to give this man time to rebuild this squad? We spoke a lot about the fact he's coming in mid-season to a fractured squad, change of manager, you know, a growing injury list that doesn't seem to stop at the moment. We've seen Hugo Lloris out now. We're not too sure how long. You know, this can't yeah. all be his fault, can it, John? I don't think I don't think it's his fault. I think the parrot thing's weird. I get the feeling he might have got the hump with him over, you know, I think... You saw the pictures of Parrot in Dubai over the winter break. I think he would rather he stayed here and had worked hard to try and get into the into the side. Um, I certainly wouldn't have given him three minutes today. He should have come on at, when they scored. He should have just come on. And by playing Parrot, even if he's not the answer, it allows everybody else to play in their right position. Bergwijn can play wider. Mora can play wider. So everyone can be in a better position. But as for the back four, when he took over, he thought Dyer was the man to play in that in that sort of defensive midfield role. He loved Dyer. He kept going on about Dyer even when he wasn't Spurs manager. Dyer wasn't up to it. He actually did all right today, Dyer, but that's because he wasn't on the ball at all. He's come and he thought Dyer was the man. Dyer clearly wasn't the man. And Dombele can't be the man because he never plays. Winks is not a defensive midfielder. He's not a tackler. He is what he is. The squad has got so many problems. And we'll come back to the chairman, I'm sure. But he'll have to sort it out in the summer. You will. There's a, there's a big, big job to do in this summer, as we've discussed many, many times on this show. Habib, I've also got you debuting, so really do appreciate you coming on. Habib, tell us, what is going on with this Spurs team? I mean, I've seen you on Twitter. You're very, very, I know, patient in terms of, you know, giving Mourinho the time. He needs to rebuild. You know, this is not going to be done over the course of a couple of months, three, four months. But, I mean, that Wolves game, to be fair, as I said, they deservedly won it, punishing Spurs with some really woeful defending. And, you know, some would also say, as Ant said there, you know, these results, you could feel they've been coming because when the wins we did have, they were slightly misleading. You know, at the moment, they're disjointed our performances. You know, they're hapless. The pattern of play, that's three comprehensive defeats on the spin. The injuries, of course, are not helping. But neither would it seem that wishing for the end of the season, that can't be a motivation, can it, either for the squad? No, but you know what? How do you, how do you judge progress, right? I mean, you'll have to look at the circumstances. So the circumstances are clear. We're missing some amazing players. We're missing Sissoko, missing Kane, we're missing Son. I mean, those are that's not a joke, right? That's, that's serious firepower, that's serious flexibility in how you play a system. Um, what, what, so that's one thing, right? 
And then obviously the fact of the matter is any footballing system takes a year to 18 months to learn, right? I mean, so when you see this team playing today, I noticed they were like almost, uh, it was like a Frankenstein sort of a team, right? There was like moments when they were playing like Poch, playing it back and everybody knew where to go. And then there were moments they were playing like a Mourinho team where you would have that long ball go to a, uh, well, there's no striker. So they would send it off into Dili. And and then the other guys wouldn't know how to transition, right? And then when you look at the fact that on top of all of these things, you decide to rest two world-class centre-backs or even if they're getting on in age, they understand how to be next to each other. And, and you know, they know how to, they would have been better at containing the main threat. Let's talk about the game itself, which is Traore. That guy is not normal, right? I mean, I think he was built in a Russian lab. Like, how can you be that muscled <laughs> and be that fast? It's, he's, he's a total freak and I love him, right? I mean, like, as a neutral, what's not to love about him, right? So, if you, so despite all of this, you know, we were still in the game. I think partially because no matter what you say, they weren't as effective as they usually are because of their Thursday night game. And I think right around, and I agree with the gentleman who said we should have made the change earlier. At around, I think they, they scored their second goal around the 57th minute. That's when we should have put on Endombele and uh, Parrot. And that's the only place where I will criticize Mourinho today because it was clear because what he had done is we, in the first half, Traore was coming from the side, right? So that was okay because he was literally playing three center half and two wing backs. That's five defenders, right? Our middle was weak because he had Loselso and Wings and they're just not physically strong. So Traore wasn't running through the middle. So it was okay. We managed it, right? They scored because of a mistake, the first goal. You know, so 2-1, it was a decent result. I think we could have managed that game. The moment he switched Traore central, we had no answer. That's when we should have made a change. We let him keep coming at us. They kept running at us. That's, that's how the second goal happened. That's how the third goal happened because they realized the weak was, we were so weak in the middle. You, you could just run at us. We had no answer. And I think the only thing I would blame him is that the moment the second goal came in, he, he didn't do anything. right? And, and ironically, that's what we used to blame Poch for. That, hey, 60th minute... The game's going away from us. So what true. have you done? So true. Mostly, I would say 80%. I understand that the confluence of circumstances that led to this game being crap for us. And, and, and it will continue. It's, it's a weird season. You win three games, you're challenging top four. You lose three games, you're in the bottom half, right? And I don't think that will change till the end of the season. That's just how it is. But that's 50th, that 60th minute, I, I just wish he had done something. He had been bolder. I don't know what's going on with his him and Parrot. Obviously, I also agree. There's some personal dynamism or putting his stamp on the squad thing. It's possible that Mourinho is already saying that the next season I will live and die. So I'm, I'll do whatever it takes to win the dressing room and have them believe in me and the believers with me as opposed to the guys who are good but don't believe in me. Football is like... 60-70% psychology, right? And and it's it's about humans pulling in the same direction. And we all, often underestimate what that means. And a lot of the decisions of freezing out players and not starting certain players, it can be explained through that. So we're a very opaque club from, from the chairman to the fact that we're a private club all the way down to the dressing room. We really don't know what's going on. So, yeah, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, but uh, not... Not really like delighting me with some surprises here. And, and I, I, I had hoped for one in the second half with some bold moves. I didn't see them. I think definitely at the moment, the tactics, um, many have been questioning those about Jose Mourinho over the last couple of weeks. But I think what Ant this game does do is the positive for Mourinho is that when he does join mid-season, it does allow him to take a real good look at this squad 
and the shape for his team for <clears> next <throat> season. And you would think he will know yeah. what he needs to do for the summer. The question will always be, and particular board in place is, will the board allow him or give him the money to spend in the yeah. areas that he knows where I, needs to yeah. be taken the club forward? Rick, you know as well as I do, and I'm sure the gentlemen do as well, we need about five or six players now. We need half a team. Done. Right back, left back, defensive midfielder, another striker, and maybe another another midfielder, just to have as, as a squad member, or you know, to challenge the Lascelles of this world and Lamellas and, and the Winkses, because we just we're just falling away, mate. I mean, you look at Fernandez for Man United. You know, he wanted to come to Spurs. He, he, he since he signed for United, he, he's he's run the show out the Premier League. And that, that's a worry, isn't it? Because that's a worry of Fernandez, he's, like you said there, because he was a player that we know was a key target. He wanted to come to Spurs. Mm, yep. And we turned it down. You and then got Ndombele, who was when I saw him last year in the Champions League, was fantastic. He's come here and he only plays fifteen minutes. Come on, man. Mm. What, what's going on? What are you doing? You're not fit enough. Fine. Okay, you might have a, you might have a knock. Get on it. I, I think this winter break come at a bad time. I'll be honest with you. Because, you you know, you just said it there. Some of the lads went away, fine, blah, blah, blah. But I think it was a time where the players should have got together, gone away to a training camp and just and just hammered it and and had and get that self-belief back. Because, you know, as well as I do, it's going to take, you know, Habib said it's going to take 18 months for, for Marino to get it hopefully right. I hope it's obviously before that. We all do. But... We need a lot of players, man. We need a lot, a lot of players. And I'm only Will hoping... he get that money, Ant? The question is, I know, reckon, will he get that money, do you reckon? I don't... Listen, mate. I don't, listen, I don't know, man. I want him to, obviously. We all do. But I, I'm praying to God. I'm praying that... Because we've got the Mourinho effect, that manager start, that manager, players will want to come to Spurs. But, but, there's a big but. If we haven't got Europa, European football, that might be a, a hinder factor as well. So what do you do? Do you look? Do you look at the you know the, the, the Spanish lowest teams to come? One of the players there to come? I don't know. Or the Portuguese lower teams to come to Spurs? Look at Wolves today, man. Yota, Jimenez, Matinho. Come on, man. Wolves were in the second division, League One, four five years ago, six years ago. The worry thing is, you know the difference in the two teams, would you? At the moment, not, they played like we did three years ago. Mm. They played like we did in the last year at White Hart Lane. Yeah, they wanted it more, and 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 I, for, from me watching, I didn't know who was a, I didn't know who was the home side today. I, I, they I, were battling yeah. and battling and battling. But again, I, I you know, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm diverting. No, please I, carry on, please carry on, go for it. Where is Levy going to back him, Joe Lewis? I don't know, mate. If they don't, then serious questions have to be answered, man. I think fans now are getting fed up because they've accepted it for far too long because we've got away with it. You know, the Ajax game where Mora scored in the last minute. Yes, we're in the Champions League. He hasn't been great this season, Mora. He hasn't. Let's call it straight. He's, he's papered over cracks a lot of these games. Do you see what I'm saying? And, you know, luckily for Poch, he, you know, we, we, we just rode the wave. We didn't, we didn't sign anyone in two windows, 18 months. We rode the wave because we had the belief and everyone just pulled together. But now we have to challenge now. We have to buy these players. Mourinho needs a pre-season. It's not fair on the geezer, man. If, we had, if he'd have had a pre-season this season and we're playing the way we do, then you've got to question the manager. 
Do you see what I'm saying? You do. But you do. He's coming to a team where Danny Rose wants to leave. Ericsson doesn't want to play. Toby's arguing over a contract. When you are, we can't, we can't get him out. <laughs> do, do, do you see what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. it's 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 a six one half a dozen of the other. I I, I just hope that we we, we got to, they got to spend wisely. They can't just go out and spend, spend, spend for the sake of spending to please fans. They've got, he got, he's got to buy players that we need, not just to, for the sake of having. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Agree. Um, Agree. Yeah, I, I, we, I think you're spot. One hundred percent. We need, we need, back, we need, we need Kane. We need competition for Kane. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's 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 that in a defensive midfield and a right back or a left back. That is that is a four priority um, position because Kane might have another injury next season. The last three years he's had these big injuries, and now we're going to hopefully, you know, they're, they're forcing him back so we can play for the Euros. Oh, sorry, Tottenham Hotspur's your club. Get fit, get better, come back next season stronger. Forget this season; the season's done. It's worrying, though, isn't it? I think fitting into that analogy that the season's done. There's still the FA Cup to play for. There's still the Champions League. This top four. Yeah, look I think at Norwich, mate. Even I Norwich have got. I know. Rick, Norwich have got two strikers, mate. <laughs> Do you know what we I mean? Know, we know, we know. It's, it's embarrassing. It's yeah. embarrassing. Yeah, we oh, should, we can play we a false number more. nine. False number nine. What is this false number nine? What What's going on now? We He's not a false more. number nine. No, I agree. Listen, we should have more. <laughs> we do want more. God, it's it's a tough one. I mean, John, let me bring you in because it does feel at the moment that Spurs as a club, to some degree, it feels like we are in disarray. I mean, like Anthony says there, there's no sense of purpose or planning. There's an unbalanced squad, unbalanced recruitment policy over the last couple of years. The manager, maybe some would say, is all at sea. The same with the defence. The season ticket prices are on the rise. It seems that a club like Wolves, John, are the complete polar opposites right now. I mean... Please tell me, John, it's going to get better for us. Please. They're, they're sort of run by an agent as well as, a, you know, they're a well-run club. But they had more, They were they, when they played on Thursday night, I think they had more Portuguese players in their squad than Sporting Lisbon did in the Europa League. Don't, don't get me wrong, that's great. What they do is great. But that's not the way, you know, Levy's never going to let an agent, I don't think anyway, maybe that'll change under Mourinho. But Levy's never going to let an agent come in and run this club. Um, so, and that's, Kind of what happens at Wolves. I, I was while you were listing off all the terrible things that are happening, I was looking at the league table and thinking, if we lose to Burnley next week, we're below Burnley in the table, and they're not that Wolves. They're, they're not no. Wolves. They're not a great team. Mm. It shows how bad we've been pretty much since the start of this season. Yeah, we had a little bit of a you know the West Ham win and a couple of wins under Jose, and it's gone back again. We've lost three in a row in all competitions. You know the question to what do we do? I I, I genuinely don't know. It'd be nice if you pick the same defence every week. He's chopping and changing that the whole time. He can't really do anything up front unless he wants to give Parrot a gamble. And I'm starting to think that he probably should. If he's good enough, well, not if he's good enough to play for Ireland, but he's getting in the Ireland first team. He must have something about him. He's scoring goals in the youth team. Um, but the midfield's a real problem, as I said earlier, and I think you've, the other boys have said it as well. You spent 63 million on a bloke who ran the Leon midfield last year ran City off the ground in the Champions League twice, he comes in and he gives you 15 minutes every week. That's embarrassing. Lamella was on the bench today. We 
What is the blame lie minutes. there, John? Just on Ndombele, because again, it's one of those things that on this show, there's always been the two sides. It's either Mourinho maybe hasn't given him enough confidence that he can play for longer, or is it that Ndombele has not been working hard enough behind the scenes with this fit. specialist training programme to get back up to fitness? I'm speculating massively. I feel like he's got a big move to London and, and things have happened. And maybe his mind is not on it. He's not focused. Um, and the pace of the Premier League is, is too much for him. But we've got... I was, we had Lamella was on the bench today and got called off the bench because he said I can't play I'm in too much pain so Parrot had to come on we've got so many injuries Wolves got one injury to a bloke that doesn't normally play anyway so effectively they got a fully fit squad we are a patched up it's all over the place and I, and I just think we've got to get through this season get to May get to June sign some players who knows maybe the club there's talk of the club being sold in the summer some people would love that um, but where we go between now and the end of the season I can't see us winning at Burnley next week I just I just, I was surprised we scored twice we scored two nice goals today to be fair um, and some will say you scored two goals at home to Wolves you should win the game but we can't defend them Wolves, Wolves are a good side and I look at I going back to your original question I look at their blueprint I don't think we're ever going to let someone like Mendes come in and sign all our players for us, which is effectively what's happened there. Do you see any positive, John, from the case of how we're playing? Did you see we, we've got better? I mean, the last couple of weeks under Mourinho, some have said the way we've set up so negatively, you know, for them, it's just too much to bear. Did you see any no. kind of positive from an attacking perspective with Tottenham today? Did, it, did he change at all, in your opinion? I felt we were a little better today, but then we were at home. I thought Chelsea away was terrible. We set us up wrong. We didn't attack them. We didn't bother until the last five minutes. And even when we scored, we didn't have another shot after that. I thought we were a little bit better today, but I didn't think Wolves' midfield. I thought Moutinho and Nevers were terrible. And I'm, I'm genuinely, I thought they're two decent players. I thought they were leggy. Moutinho looked his age, which again, if Ndombele had played today, I think he could have run the show if he'd been fit and proper. I thought we were a little bit better today. Um, but when Lucas Moore is your best header of the ball, you know you've got a problem. And he's, what, five foot six? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it goes up to Ali, and I've never been a huge fan of Ali. We could talk for hours about that. I get his numbers and I know what he does, but for me, he plays on the edge of matches. He's either For me, he's either a four out of ten or he'll win you a game and get you an eight or a nine, and, I, and that's a great talent to have. But he, does, he was all right today. When the ball goes up to him, he doesn't win headers. Moore is winning headers. And Moore's blessings first touch isn't great. So it's just... I mean, John, John, you're a stat man. I've read a crazy stat that I think it's one goal in the last 14, 15 games for both Mora and Deli Alley. In this period where you've got Harry Kane and Hummin Son out, this is where you need these guys to step up, don't you? You need these guys to step up. So uh, since Son and Kane's gone out, we've got an own goal against Chelsea and Bergwijn and Aurier, to be fair to him, lovely goal today. Mm. Yeah, as you say, where's Mora? Where's Alley? Lo Celso is a lovely player. He's class, but he hasn't assisted or scored a goal in the league for us yet, which is a little bit of a worry. And he probably would have more if Kane and Son were playing every week. But and he's not to blame. I think he's a class act. But we don't have enough goals. Even if Lamella does play, he's not going to score enough goals. So we're having to score two, and now at the moment three to win or draw games, and it's not going to happen. No, it's not. I mean, let's get into some of the listener questions. Habib, I want to bring you back in here. JJ Flag of Japan says, a win would have taken us seven points from third place. How can you concede three goals at home? A Jose team never concedes three goals at home and lose the game. What do you make of that question, Habib? A Jose team doesn't concede, period, right? I mean, his entire system is built on a solid defence, right? And uh, 
And you know what? He has two decent center backs to 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 build on. Uh, the problem is that the most important position uh, in the Mourinho system is the two guys right in front of the defense, right? So they shield the back four and they also start the attack because his team relies all on transitions, you know, long balls to the big target man. And that system is just fundamentally broken because you, you've got... You've got Lo Celso and Winks there today, right? If you see the way they were set up, Dyer was essentially centre-back, right? So the problem is that if anybody runs at you, you know, you had better be world-class to be able to get away with that, right? And we, the, our best defenders were on the bench. And we did not have a central defensive midfielder protecting the back four. So in a way, it was inevitable, right, that we would concede goals. Um and so, not really surprised that we're conceding as many goals as 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 these, which a Mourinho team typically does not. And this will not change until you get central defensive midfielder. Our problem has always been that when we get windows where we need players immediately, we never buy immediate need players, right? So, we needed a, a, a central defensive midfielder and a striker. And we ended up getting two high-potential players. I mean, I understand that's, that's the Levi model, right? But... It's really set up for a bad second half of the season, right? And I, I do not see this changing until Ndombele starts playing and maybe Sissoko comes back. And when you have those two guys deep and then you have Jan Vertonghen and Toby behind them, you should see a dramatic improvement. But I don't know. I think that'll happen in preseason. Robert Reed, this is more of a statement from him. He says, I see nothing but unhappy players and a club going downhill very fast. And that's what you've reiterated. But Stuart at THFC says, the goals conceded by Spurs have either been individual errors or from corners. Yeah. How does Mourinho yeah. fix this problem? Well, <laughs> coming on to what Habib said, you play your two best central defenders. Done. They, they, they read the game. They've been playing with each other for so many years at Spurs. I don't know what's gone on today. I don't know if they've picked up knocks, as I said earlier in the show. I don't know. It's just individual areas, as you just said. And it's just not good enough. I watch Spurs now, regardless of Mourinho in charge or Poch in charge, and I think they're gonna, the opposition are going to score. We're going to make a mistake. We're bound to make a mistake. You know, I tweeted out today. I said, anyone that hasn't scored for Burnley this season is bound to score next week. You know, people like Alonso as, as a blinder against Spurs all the time. These players love playing against Spurs. We must be the best team to play against. If you're the manager, you're going to go, just just, just go out the defense. Just but go out Aurea. Just go out Davies. You're going to make a mistake. Let me ask you, you know on the two defenders, and why he chose not to play out of Euro and Batsong, and he said yeah. after the game, the thinking was simple, that Sanchez I didn't see. and Tanganga were the two fastest central defenders we have. Would that have been enough of a reason for you why you would have gone with those guys, or do you think maybe, the experience maybe. was? Maybe I, I, I didn't see his post match, so I, I can't. I'm just. I'm but do just you think for on. you would you rather gone with the experience of Alderweireld? Yeah, in there? I, I would have gone experience and, and pace. I would have gone experience and pace. If you're going to play Dyer, okay, you just slot him in, but you need that. You need that old head on you. You need an old old head to to to, to look to tell you. You need a Ledley King type player. Ledley King, obviously, bless him, wasn't the fastest. Because of his knee, but he could read the game. Yeah, do you see what I'm saying? If you've got Alderweireld just sitting, and you've got Tanganga next to him, and Dyer, you know, just floating, it's, it, you sort of all think, okay, we've got a little bit of of cover. Do you know what I mean? We've got someone to to sit back and read the game. 
you know, and 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 to to shout at them if they made a mistake or shout, you know what I mean? Just some we've got no talkers in the side. Mm. That's our problem. But we that have again, no. That, it's back to that question again, isn't it? At that lack of leadership, that that lack no of leadership. someone, the know-how no, of getting you know, over but, the line. You know, Harry Winks being captain today. Come on, man! Like, you, 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 come on! But is that like, because he's got no I mean? one else there? Is it? Is it he's got no one else. That's, that's that what I'm saying. It's embarrassing. Else out there, is there? That, that that's what I'm saying. It's embarrassing because because Winks ain't a talker. Mm. Winks passes sideways all the time. Winks, bless him, he's, he's a good squad player, but doesn't fill with confidence to play week in, week out. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Well, guys, listen, we're going to go for a very quick break, and when we return, we're going to dive straight into Wolves. We're going to discuss the goals conceded, the goals scored, and also look ahead to a huge game to come for Tottenham. God, it feels massive now. That Norwich City game to come <laughs> in the FA Cup. Do not go anywhere. We are going to be back after this very, very short break. Hello, and welcome back to the last word on Spurs here. Thank you for sticking by us in what we hope is therapy. At the moment, I know recording just a couple of hours after it feels even more painful to have to go back and dissect it bit by bit. I mean, we're going to quickly go back on that team selection, John, because we saw Harry Winks captain the side, as Ant said before the break. Dele Alli returning to the starting eleven. Hugo Lloris was out with what we are led to believe was a, an injury, which we hope is not too serious and could be back fairly soon, according to Jose Mourinho. Troy Parrott was on Spurs' bench, along with Jan Vertong and Oliver Skip. Jedson Fernandes and Tungi and Dembele and of course Alderweireld on there was rested for this one interestingly ahead of that game in the FA Cup just a question on that John we've got one in here and this is from Habib Hayats who says do you think the team selection and the substitutions point to Jose Mourinho having a bigger eye on the Norwich game and prioritising the FA Cup and potentially giving up that Champions League place if we had an opportunity to do so no I think he I think with respect, I think the selection was fully on petrified of Wolves' pace. I don't think he had one eye on Norwich. I think his remit is to get us back in the Champions League. And God, Jose wants to be back in the Champions League, you know, so he can swan up and down that touchline and everyone can remember that he is who he is. And I, no, I think it was totally a one eye on what Wolves had. And the first goal where it all did start so positively, John. We saw it was it was actually a nice bit of play. Winks played a lovely ball forward to Bergwijn, who laid the ball off of Lachelle. So he spotted Aurea on the overlap, picked him out with a lovely, clever pass. Aurea's cross was met by Ali. Patricio saved it. Some would have probably said Ali should have scored, but Bergwijn did stab home the rebound. At 1-0, John, I know we always say this at Spurs, we're never <coughs> confident, but did you feel the fact that because many before the game really wrote us off, they didn't think we'd get this win over Wolves, to take the lead, did you think that would give us the confidence because we heard Mourinho beforehand say that he was never confident nowadays, Spurs <laughs> going one behind. For us to go in front, was there ever a confidence in you, John, that we would hold on to this lead? It wasn't a confidence because I felt, I still feel we have to score two or three to win every game, but I was pleasantly surprised with how we started. But, Wolves don't, it was two teams that at the moment don't want the ball. So Wolves want to play on the counter and we want to play whatever it might be, sort of on the counter, although that's gone now, Son's injured. So when we scored, I thought, I don't know, actually, I got, Wolves have not impressed me first 25. And I thought it was a lovely goal, a lovely move. Ali should have scored, um, but he didn't. And you know, Stevie was there to put it away. And that's what he's kind of in the team for, because he's not really a centre forward, he's playing that position. I just thought, yeah, actually. This is okay. I'm surprised at how flat walls have been. We can maybe get this, but then I'm sure you'll come to it. It's just such a soft equaliser, so soft. And from then on, you just think this is going to be another roller coaster. It could go either way, and we know what happened in the end. 
We do. But to stick on Bergwijn for a second, Habib, to bring you in there, because I think he's the third Spurs player now to score in each of his first two Premier League home games for the club after Raphael van der Vaart in October 2010 and Jermaine Defoe in February 2004. Have you been pleasantly surprised so far by how quick Bergwijn's adapted to the Premier League, or do you think it's still far too early to give that verdict? I think he's showing flashes of of what he's capable of. I think he's only going to get better. Um, today's goal was a bit opportunistic because, uh, frankly speaking, Ali should have scored, and I was surprised he didn't. And the parry of the goalkeeper just fell for him, and I think anybody would have scored that one. So, so, But then he had to be in the right place at the right time also. So, I, you know what? I think he's a good player, and I, but just like Ali, he's a system player, right? And I, I know we've been discussing about how Ali's not good enough. I don't think you can judge a player when the whole team's been crap, right? So that's our problem. And when when you have a have a bad season where everybody's bad, um, it's really hard to pick one player and say, yeah, he's bad. And and the reason for that is that some players just shine when they're when the system is going perfectly under a great manager. Pochettino was a great manager when he had his system humming along. Dili Ali was doing great. And when Mourinho gets his players and we're playing his system. He'll be great again. So you got to have a bit of faith in him, right? Because he is a player who exploits spaces, right? So um, I know this is a bit of a tangent, but I think it's important we talk about this. When when you have peak Spurs, right? When you had Dembele dropping a shoulder and running 20 yards, and, and when you had Ericsson. Ericsson, by the way, in every game since he came in 2012, he's the Spurs player who ran the most yards yeah. every single game mm. without fail. And what that does is when, when people run laterally like Ericsson used to and, and, and when you have Dembele running at you you're forced to make a decision. Do you break your shape which has kept Spurs at bay and allocate a few players or do you let the guy come at you and inevitably you have to allocate players and that creates spaces for players like Dele Alli, Kane and uh, everybody and even Son to exploit, right? That is not happening. So you, that's why you see Ali dropping deeper and deeper to try to do something because he's He's not getting those spaces. He's not getting people who can pass to him, you know, anymore. While Winks is great at uh, distributing ball in many ways, he's not the guy you look to for the key pass, you know. And a key pass would be something that is either an assist or the ball right before the assist, or uh, you know, in the front half. And Lo Celso is right, but so that's not happening. So you you really can't judge Ali this season, right? You have to judge him when a when a manager has his system and he understands how players will benefit and be optimized in those systems. And you will see that Bergwin also will improve because he's also a systems player. And I think he's going to be tremendous for us because he's, he's strong, yet he's fast. And the mentality on this kid is ace, right? I mean, first game in, he, he, you know, he does this. He just brings the ball down brilliantly and he scores. I thought that was a great goal. And even today, he had to be in the right place and he didn't miss, right? So great mentality, great talent will only get better. Yeah, I think when you look at this game, that's a player there that we hope is going to be a massive positive for the future. I know many were frustrated in the window that we didn't go and buy a striker and yet we bought him. But Bergewijn, a player, he's definitely been built for the long term. I know people hate to say that he's an investment player. He's one that is hopefully going to be worth a lot of money in years to come. But a player we want to see firmly at Spurs for many, many years and shine for us on hopefully the big stage. And we've got a lot of work to stay in the Champions League for next season as well. And, and just to bring it back round to you, that equaliser, I mean, we've spoke at length about Spurs' defending. 
and just how ropey yeah. it was. It was such a mess. We yeah. had Sanchez caught out of position. Jota got down the yeah. left. And although Tanganga blocked this cross, the ball fell to Doherty to fire home from close range. It was, again, just such flimsy defending. Flimsy. Yeah. That's uh-huh. how you can describe it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, mate. When was the last time Doherty scored? <laughs> I don't know, yeah. but I bet it's been a while. I bet it's been about 15 months or so. Um, yeah, again, just comical. I, 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 I saw it and I just started laughing. I started laughing. I mean, it's either that or you cry, uh, wouldn't you? Exactly, uh, Ricks. Mm. Exactly, mate. I've, you know, it just takes it out of me, man. The negativity just takes it out of me and it just drains me personally as a fan. You know, because you know, you all of us on the on the on the on the show tonight, we've lived through the bad, and we've lived through the good. Do you know what I mean? And when it was good, it was amazing. But again, it's comical defending. If Alderweireld was there, or would, he might have he might have seen a different angle. I don't know, and and blocked a shot or parried it away or kicked it. Away. I don't know, mate. It's ifs and buts, isn't it? You know, um, it's happened. It's done. And you just got to laugh at it and mm. just think, well, what, what, what can you do? Well, I mean, Gavin you know? Spurs says that. I want you to see if you can answer this one for us. He says, why can't we defend? Sure, he can put players in positions and tell them what to do and to be organised. Again, but all it, over it, the pitch. It, yeah. Gaps over the defence, especially on the left-hand side. A player running past two or three Spurs players with no tackles or even tactical no. fouls. Obviously, he's referring to the second goal. It's yeah. just so basic and simple. We're not arrogant enough, Rick. We're not arrogant enough anymore. We're not arrogant. I used to hate playing Mourinho teams when back in the day, the Chelsea's of this world. Um, even even when he was at Man United, you had that fear factor of you're never going to get a shot, you're never going to score because they're going to be arrogant. They had the John Terry's of this world, the Claude McAuleys, the Carvalho's. They were just arrogant, but they were great at their job. Do you see what I'm saying? We haven't got that yet, and I hope that he he, he builds the defence. You know, because obviously Alderweire signed a new deal, was great, but we need to build that arrogance from the back. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm not saying that to go out there and think that they're, they're the, you know they're the best in the world. Well, no, yeah. Obviously, you have to think. But mm. do, 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 do you know what I mean? Of course, like, of course, yeah. We need we need that defender where you know um, Habib spoke about Sissoko. I completely forgot about Sissoko because he's been out for so long. But then you think so. Yeah, we do sort of miss him. Because of that power, that pace, that run, that runs he does. Makaleli at Chelsea for Mourinho, the unsung hero. We need people like that, that that are just the unsung heroes, but do the job. Yeah. I don't want flashy flicks and and, and turns and twists and that. That doesn't do anything. We can't look at them at the moment, Ant, to be honest with you. We, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so what I mean is, we got to build from the back, yeah. and if if we can build around Alderweireld and. Tanganga, who's, who's looking sharp, who's looking, you know, all right, he made a little mistake today. It, it, it happens, he is, he's young. He? he is, he's, he's going to learn. Yeah, he's got to learn. He's got to learn. Yeah. But is he going to learn from Davidson Sanchez, who I'm not slating, by the way. I'm not saying he's a bad defender. I'm just saying, or will you learn from someone that's been there, done that, and worn a t shirt? Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? I think you're right. When maybe you look at that that centre back partnership today, maybe it's too raw, maybe it's too young, it's maybe it did need that, just, that experience head in there. You need, as I said to you before, you needed that experience head in there, whether it was mm. even Jan or, or Toby. Mm. I mean, John, just just to bring it round to you, you know, that leveller, as we said, it was a mess. It was ropey defending from Tanganga. He fluffed his clearance. And, you know, Doherty couldn't miss really from six yards. I mean, but we've been here before, haven't we, John, in terms of this defence over this last three or four weeks. Is there anything Mourinho can do 
when the players cross that white line to, to make us defend better. Surely the it's individual errors can't be his fault, can they? It's a good point. Just going back to what Ant just said, picking Tanganga and Sanchez, I wonder whether some of this throughout Mourinho's, whatever, it's five months now, all of this is a big audition. Can I play you with him? Can I play you here? He's got to learn. He's learned, He hasn't had a pre-season to learn about his squad. He's learning about his squad during the games. He's hardly had any time on the training ground with his team. I just wonder whether a lot of this is him learning, and the only way for him to learn is when they're out on the pitch. But as for the the, uh, the equaliser, well, soft as shit, wasn't it? Really, excuse my French. Um, Aurier got wrong side of the fullback, the winger didn't really try and block it. And then Doherty was standing on the edge, their right back was standing on the edge of the six yard box. So going back to your point about crossing the white line, I was thinking that on the way home, listening or reading on Twitter, people talking about it. Marino should do this. Marino's building on Bill's defences. Blah blah blah. Once they cross that white line, they can train all they want in the week. Once they cross that white line, there's very little he can do if Tanganga or Sanchez isn't clearing the ball. I know you don't want to jump ahead, maybe, but the the I think it was the third goal, or maybe even the second. We let them run and run and run. It's the same goal Southampton scored in the cup. We're all shouting, kick him over. If you're not on a yellow, kick him over. Lo Celso did it in the first half. Do, kick do one something. Of their do something. Do something. He can't physically go out there and tell them. what. Once they cross that white line, the players have either got to have a little bit more responsibility or a little bit more ability, and maybe some of them don't have it. Yeah. I mean, John, let me get your thoughts quickly on more of a, on more of a positive. I'm, I'm struggling to find them really on the back of this game, but Sergio Aria... Tell us what you make of him, because I've got a question in here, John, that I want to get your thoughts on. This is from, let me find the question. Uh, this is from Gary Diamond, who says, what's the point in playing a back three when only one wing back bombs on? The other one reluctantly comes across the halfway line, where the other wing back's defensive positional play is so scary that he has no offensive play at all. Obviously, he's referring to the, obviously Ben Davis yeah. and Aurea as fullbacks. Will, will that ever work? Or is that, again, an area we have to look at again in the summer? Gary's actually one of my best mates, so it's nice for him to tweet in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, can I, yeah, I'm going to criticise him even still. No, um, <laughs> he did this straight away, didn't he, against West Ham, where he basically told Aurea to go and stand as a right winger and Ben Davies to just literally not cross the halfway line. I don't think it works, no. And I think it... He just doesn't trust Aurier to defend. Aurier really divides opinion. I drove back today. I was a designated driver. My turn. My uncle sat in the back, can't stand him. Literally 45 minutes all the way home, driving me mad about Aurier. Yeah, he didn't have a great game. He did score a lovely goal. Aurier's not... I think Aurier was the problem, one of the massive problems when Mourinho came in. I don't think he's a real problem at the moment, mainly because we don't have anybody else. But he's what he is. He's a bit brain dead, but... We haven't got anyone else. But yeah, tactically, no. It doesn't work where you expose one of your wings and don't expose... There's never a situation where Davies is gone and Aurier's there for 20 minutes. So it's very lopsided and it doesn't work. But Mourinho spotted a problem with the, with us and he's sort of said, right, well, Aurier can't defend. So he's going to have to basically play as a right winger. Mm. Uh, it's funny you say that, John, because bring it around to you, Habib. There was a funny line from Aurier in the programme before the game when he said, when I was young, I didn't want to play right back. I started to play right back at 17 or 18 when manager put me there. I cried because I didn't want to do it. He looks like he's exactly the same when he plays for Tottenham. He doesn't want to play right back. I mean, he did take his goal very, very well today. It was a lovely finish, uh, lovely left-footed finish. But, you know, it, I do think, when you look at this season as a whole, I think he's been our most improved player. And some will probably say, well, that's not hard, bearing in mind just how much he had to make up. But do you think he has improved under Jose Mourinho? 
I, I don't know if he's improved under Jose Mourinho or he's just improved. It, it's, it's hard to tell. Listen, he's not a very good defender and that will never change. And so you can't really say he's improved when his main job is to defend, right? Because he's not doing that. And um, has, has he become better at uh, going forward? No, I just, think, I just think, look, what Mourinho can do right now is just find little pockets of improvements. Hey, you do this, you do this, you do this, right? And I think he's told him that you, you, you should cut in and take more shots, you know, and, or, or you should cross at this time, right? So he started doing that. He's following that. So that's just Mourinho looking at what he's cap- more capable of and then saying, okay, you know, just improve this. But no, he hasn't improved as a defender. And I don't think he will improve. He's just not a very good defender. And uh, <laughs> he's always got not just a mistake in him, but 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 he's also got a red card in him. And he scares the hell out of me <laughs> when he's when 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 players are running at him or he's one of the two players who are left behind and, and there are three opposing players coming at him. No, he's not a very good defender and, and don't expect him to improve. Yeah, but but you know, it's okay. In in when when Mourinho gets his system going, he'll he'll play a four, 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 three, three, right? Probably or, or variations of that. So you and, and they'll be pulled around five to ten yards back from from where we are right now. And I and I'm okay with that, right? I mean, let him play the system he's comfortable with. In that system, he'll be fine, right? Because there'll be people dropping in <laughs> to protect him and and to double back on 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 guys. Listen. I wish we all had like $300 million and a really, really good scouting team and a great, uh, uh, you know, DOF to to take us to the next level. Let's face it, we're not going to get that, right? Mm. We're not going to change all these players. So let's just focus on on, on, on the forward, the central defensive uh, midfielder, you know, and, uh, and, and, and I think just, just, just one more central defender. And then we'll be much more improved, right? And and let's just go for those positions. These positions, we'll have to live with their flaws. And I think how the manager manages the flaws of the squad that he's left with, and 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 while while hitting home runs, hopefully with the players he gets, that's going to decide our fate next year. That and whether we get into Europa or not, because Europa is the kiss of death. That that is uh, the worst tournament on the planet. You get into that and you never get out. It's like a toxic marriage. Well, it's worrying, Habib. We don't really want to have that conversation yet about Europa League, but I do fear in the coming weeks that might be coming. Um, I want to stick with you for a second, Habib. We've got a question here from American Cockrell who says, why is Davis ever in this Spurs side? Not terrible, but always around his man when a goal is scored. Lack of pace, crossing is late and horrible. I just can't see why he's in the team. But, I mean, I don't think he's got many other options at the moment, has he? He could play Sessegnon, you could argue. I think he may be out of an injury at the moment, but... He hasn't got too many options, has he, in terms of left back? Obviously, Tanganga's played today as well, on obviously, as a centre-back. But has he got any other options apart from Davis? He said he's dependable. He, he wants him in his system. Can that work long-term, do you think, Ben Davis in his Tottenham team? Um, listen, like I said, you have to work with, with the parts that you have, right, in this puzzle. And and I think Davis can be a good squad player. And, and if we don't have anything else, I think, I think we can work with him. Look, today, the three goals that happen... Davies didn't have a lot to work with them, right? And Davies was always in a good position. If you notice, I think Winks passed half of his passes to Davies today. And the reason was that uh, he did manage to get into decent positions, right? So I think he was okay today, right? And, and, 
yeah, he's slow and all that. And, but I think in Mourinho's system, once he gets his players, he'll be okay. Is he ideal? No, I would love, I would love, like the sort of wing backs that that Liverpool have, right? Of course, I would love those. But in their absence, if you had to tell me, hey, Habib, you get three players, you get three players, pick them, and that's all you get, right? Then I'm I'm gonna have to sacrifice the left back side exactly because I know Tanganga can play there. As long as there's a strong uh, central, uh, you know, as a strong centre back like uh, Toby Alderweireld, I know Taganga can play there. Not ideal, but he can. And worst comes to worst, honestly, uh, Vertonghen can play there, right? So I think we are a lot better covered on that side than we are on the right back side, which is uh, which is really scary. And I want to discuss with you the Wolves goal to bring it level at two-two because again we saw, you know, defensively Spurs absolutely. All over the place. Eric Dyer couldn't get his foot to Jota's cross for the first goal, yeah. leaving Tanganga to have to improvise. And then Doherty letting breeze past him in the Wolves build up for the second. Court ball watching for the final third. He needed to lead the back line, just didn't. But again, you know, defensively all over the place, and for Wolves' equaliser. Well, it's what coming back, it does feel like a broken record, Rick. I just <laughs> think it's just, it's a comedy of errors, mate. You know, it was something out of a, a Fools and Horses sketch. Do you know what I mean? Just like. <laughs> Trigger Rodney and, and Del Boy all, all in defence. Do you know what I mean? So, I, I, again, it, I, when are they going to learn? Surely they would have learned from the first goal. That you know, again, but no, they just it just happens and happens. And it's like I think once, once they scored, once they come back to one, he should have changed. Marino should have brought on Alderweireld old in you know sort of just beginning of the second half, just to, just to just so we can go in at two one, come out at two one. And start 10, 15 minutes a bit a bit more comfortable, and then obviously they you know they scored and it just went downhill from then. Does it worry though, and at the moment you know we're having to even if we if we have to try, we need to score two or three goals to win a game. We we can't always yeah, do that at the moment. That, that's the biggest concern, isn't it? I know it really is. It really is, and I, and I you know I, I, we talk all the time, Rick. You know. I, but to the lads listening, you know, tonight, I, I, I'm all about the three points. You know, I don't care how we score. I don't care how we play. At the moment, I'm not, I just want them three points. I want to be in and amongst it. Uh, we're not going to be playing beautiful football for the next eight, nine games, but we need them results. And unfortunately, again, I can't see where the results are going to come from. And I really, really do hope I'm wrong, you know, because from what I've seen today, being 2-1 up, you know, and I was sort of half cruising a little bit, you know, and thinking, all right, second half, let's 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 start on the front foot. Let's let's you know they were rattled. But, but was no. there confidence from you, Anne, at at two one before they yeah. got the equaliser? Did you think we could see out the game? Was that confidence, or were you always worried? Oh, it was a bit fifty fifty. I thought, you know, if we start on the front foot, then we've got then we've got a good chance. But they're always we're always going to let them back in the game. That's Spurs. We don't finish teams off. Never have done and never will do. And even under Poch, under before Poch, I can't remember. I don't even I can't remember. It was so long ago. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, the, the AVBs of this world, we, we never finish teams off. And, you know, you're talking about players like Gareth Bales and the Modric's and the Van der Vaart's. You know, we, we had to go 2-1 down to come back 3-2. And da, da, da. When, we, when we go 2-0, two, 3-0 two, up, you always have that thing in the back of your head. They're going to score. They're going to score. And once is, they is score... That, is just being a Spurs build... fan, Owen? Is that, is that yeah, what it's... Of course it's, it is. That, 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 that's being a Spurs fan. Mm. What I'm trying to tell you, we don't... 
we don't kill teams off. Done. End of. You know, you could talk about possession stats and everything else, but at the end of the day, it's all about three points. And, and, and as John said, you know, earlier tonight, we lose against Burnley, we're below Burnley. Now, if you'd have told me that at the beginning of the season, I would, I would have gone, no way. We'd, we'd, we'd be challenging for the top four. What are you talking about? We're Spurs. We're always going to be in and amongst it. Not this season. And it's such a shame because I, I don't want everyone getting on Mourinho's back because it, it's not his fault. He's been, we've been tarnished by so many injuries. But we haven't been backed. He hasn't been backed as much as he as he should have been. You know, Kane got injured the first of January, and, and they waited, you know, a whole month to put a bid in for a striker. As we allegedly know on that last day, but and, and that's the thing, isn't it? There, all that time to replace Kane didn't do it. The right profile didn't player they reckon wasn't out there for them. They're going to apparently look at that in the summer. But I mean, it was just typical, John. When you go back to when we are two one up, that you know, for that moment. Even at 2-1, with that great chance of Ali that put an angled header wide, that could yeah. actually made it 3-1. Then straight after Wolves break, Jota taps in at the back post. But once again, Spurs, we just couldn't deal with a fairly routine ball into the box. I mean, again, it's yet more dire defending. I remember actually it, John? the the goal. I'm gonna I'm gonna nail him here again. The Ali. <laughs> I actually I think the header was actually a difficult header. I don't think you know he missed it, but I wouldn't say nine times out of ten he should be scoring. So I don't really blame him for that. Just before the, they scored, he got the ball uh, back to goal. Uh, I'm, apologies if I'm mistaking this for the third goal. He pinged a crossfield ball almost round the corner, but in the air out to, I think even, it might have been Wink standing out there at the time, when actually he had two men up the, wrong, the other side of him. And instead of holding the ball up and playing a simple pass to whoever it was next to him, he's pinged this stupid pass. They've got possession back and they scored. Um <sighs> How do, you, how do you justify it? I know it was down the other end to me. I'm in the south down. I can't, couldn't really see what was going on down there. But it looks soft. Again, we didn't kick Triori over. Nobody fouled him. We didn't block a cross, which we tend not to have done for the last God knows how many years. And the bloke still was in at the back post. It was so, it was so simple for Wolves, that goal. And again, this is not to scapegoat players a bit, but someone like Eric Dyer, that you know he couldn't get his foot to Jota's cross after the game. Mourinho was asked if if he thought Dyer had a good game, and he said, "I thought he played very, very well." You know, if I didn't ask that, if I didn't answer your question, I wouldn't understand it. So he felt Eric Dyer did play very well. I mean, do you think on the back of that game, you look at it, do you think Dyer had an okay performance, or is that a player there you feel at the moment just isn't good enough to be in this Spurs team? Well, I don't think he's good enough, but I think he did okay today. I thought him and Ez. He's got a lovely goal, but that's the kind of player he is. I thought he marshalled him quite well. Dyer, for me, is a centre-half and nothing else. But he, like that bloke, sometimes on a Sunday morning, and comes along and says, yeah, yeah, I can play centre-mid. Well, you can't, mate. You're a centre-half. Um, just go and play centre-half, which I think is where he's best. Um, I thought he did OK. Again, I couldn't see what was going on at the other end. Um, but he's just another one to add to the problems. We, he keeps changing the back three, the back two love just to get a partnership going. Like you look at some of the other teams in the league, you know, unless there are injuries, who's going to play centre-half? But I think like you said um, there, John, I think the, the issue at the moment is that he's chopping and changing, trying to find yeah. what is his suitable partnership midway through a season. And like you said, he's trying to do, do it on that. the job. No. But at the, the defence, I just don't think you can do that, especially with the mm. centre-halves. Build a partnership. He's got to try, hasn't he? He has got to try. And there's still, well, I say, as long as, as many as people keep saying, no, I can't wait to the start of next season, there's still, there is still a lot of games to play this season. A lot of games. And Habib, the third goal, 
to put Wolves ahead. Jimenez making it 3-2. They broke on us very, very quickly and it was all too easy for him. He got behind Tanganga, then turned inside before scoring past Gazaniga. It was a sucker punch really, wasn't it? On the break for Wolves to grab that third goal and the winner. That third goal was so disappointing. Um, and for a couple of reasons. So, first, let's just talk about it functionally, right? So, this guy runs 40 yards at you, right? Um, before passing and, and you know, um, I, think was, I think it was Neves. And, and you know, we could have put in three challenges and no one did. And, and it was so strange because, you know, when, uh, during the final games of, uh, of Poche's reign, right, uh, we were so deflated. I, I thought we'd, we'd lost the games, uh, you know, while we were still in the tunnel. Um, and one of the things that I saw in the first half was that, and I think it's emblematic of, of Mourinho's reign. I think it's only natural you get a new manager that this happens, especially one who's so accomplished and has done has won like what twenty five trophies. You know, we were. I, I thought the desire was back. You know, and that's really really important. And the desire was back, and we were just. Uh, you know, we would not give up on the ball. We would be going for those 50-50 tackles. I mean, Mora like completed like a full pirouette. He wouldn't let the ball go. Same for Lucel. So it was it was great, and so. Then in the second half, to see like this sort of a run unchecked by a player who was tiring and had 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 I think uh, played midweek as well, but you know he was he was looking a bit leggy and and we just let him run forty yards and there were three times we could have thrown in a tackle and we never tried, and then by the time that he was like uh, near our box, it was too late, right? And so I was I was just really disappointed because we were like. Uh, the first half, we had so much desire, and you just let that run happen. We just let him come at us. I know our our our, our center was weak, right? We we have no central defensive midfielders, and our best center backs were out. So yeah, I would tell everybody to go to town on us. But he cut laterally through our our midfield, right? And we had so many times to to throw in a tackle, and nobody did. So very disappointing for me. And uh, I don't know. It was just like it it. It just that that last goal really got me down. I, I think that was avoidable, and I think we should have we should have thrown in a tackle, taken a yellow, whatever. Mm. I mean, I know John, you said uh, earlier in the show, you know, at least do something, at least, at least try and make a change. But and you know, the I think Jimenez he wandered past about four Spurs players, nobody making a tackle whatsoever. Yeah. Could you believe what you were watching? That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. I coming on to what Abib said, he's absolutely right. We got no one that's a bit arrogant. We got no one that will, will just 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 put, just just nudge him off the ball, give him a nudge, no, make sure you know he's there. If you take a yellow for the team, you take a yellow, but it stops their play. And then by that time, before we know it, we're three two down, and they're wasting time. But it's and crazy. Then we bring on Parrot. What you said 90, there, though, Ant, you know that is what you would associate with a Mourinho team in terms of that's breaking what up I'm play. Saying, that's what Chelsea used to do. Mm. That's why I used to hate playing against them mm. because the terrors of this world will give you a nudge. We'll give you a nudge. Makaleli will just slide tackle you. He will take a yellow for the team. We don't do that. We try and play too nicey, nicey football. And look where it's got us. Gets us nowhere. Sometimes you do need that, you know, Sunday league little bit mentality where, you know, the last 10 minutes, let's, you know, he's, he's making a run. Let's, let's put a tackle in. If you, get a, if you get a yellow, you get a yellow. If you get a red, all right, fine. You get a red, just take it on the chin, whatever. But it stops their run of play. 
what I do want to ask you though, Ant, is Mourinho responded on the back of Wolves going ahead. He responded by bringing Undumbele on, replacing Tanganga, who, to be fair to him, it wasn't, again, all of his fault this game. You know, he's a young kid learning. He was yeah. probably at fault for all three of the Wolves' goals, but his reluctance to play him at the centre now seems entirely justified. But Undumbele came on 20 minutes to go, despite some twists and turns, didn't really change the course of the game, did he? Of course he didn't, because it takes him 10 minutes to get into it. <laughs> he's, but it's true, though. He's not an impact. I want him to be an impact player. Of course I do. Mm. We all do. But he's not. Mm. So it, 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 was t- it was 70 minutes too late in my eyes. He's mm. not a game, you know, I want him to be a game changer. Of course I do. But he hasn't got it in his locker yet. And as I said, Fernandes for Man United, he started nearly every game. He played for Sport in Lisbon three days before he signed for United. Then he started for United and scored a penalty. You're trying to tell me he's tired or he's unfit? We signed to, uh, Ndombele in the beginning of the pre-season and he's still unfit. What's wrong with this geezer? Mm. It, it, it's it's not... it, what do you put it down to, Ant, for you? I, mean, I, asked you I before, don't know. Is it, is it a fitness programme? Is it the case of Mourinho not giving him enough confidence? Can you put your finger on it for it's you, Ant? Got, it's got to be fitness, uh, Ricks. It's nothing to do with Mourinho. Mourinho's answering a question. Is Ndombele fit? No, he's not. Right, brilliant. I'd rather him say that than go, oh, no, he's, he's as fit as a fiddle. Mm. But we can and see he it, comes on and he's, I mean, and we can see breathing. when you watch him. He doesn't. He, he's blowing, isn't he? He's blowing naturally. He's blowing. But that's what I'm saying. So on the 70th minute, when he brought on a dumbbell, I would have brought on Parrot, and just who and ju- and just go long, just go long, target man. You what? got you got three. You got you got three fast players around him that can feed off him. You got Burgwine. You got the um, Celso. You've got um, uh, Mora as well. Mm. So you've got players to in, in, in link the play. I mean, we, that, we just, he just obviously didn't. And, you know, it, it's what it is. Yeah. You know, it's one of them things that you just think, all right, fine. It is. Yeah. <laughs> got to swallow it. Swallow it. It's a shame. Yeah. It, I mean, it would be different. Would we be talking about this if we were 3-0 down and come back 3-2? Of course not. No, of course not. Listen, the, it, of you, course you, the, result, the result always dictates the mood and where the show goes, doesn't it? I mean, unfortunately, that, that's always going to be the case. But I do yeah. want to get off this game because it is absolutely yeah, painful. I do want to bring it on to noise. Yeah. But before we do, John, just to, <laughs> just, just to spin it around to you, John, for a second. Just on Parrot, you know, load of questions in. Uh, the Fat the Furious says, three and a half minutes of Troy Parrot when you need a goal and everyone else is hiding. I mean, that is ridiculous. Uh, Charles at Cornwall 8 says, regarding Parrot, do you have a situation where he won't plan for more than two minutes because he doesn't want to be seen to be bowed to pressure or fans or worse that he starts scoring and gets questioned as no. to why he waited so long, John. What do you think on that? Well, as I said, I've alluded to earlier, he wasn't actually going to be on the bench today. He only got called up to the bench late because Lamella pulled out in the warm-up or even just before the warm-up in the dressing room. So he got two minutes more than we all thought he was going to get. Um, it's a bizarre situation. I do think there's something going on. Um, but I think Mourinho needs to swallow whatever that is and play him. I suspect he'll be on the bench, would have been on the bench Wednesday night anyway. Um, and as I said earlier, I think playing him just allows the others to play in their be- best position. And the Celso can look up and he can see a target man and more, more can play off him and Ali and Bergwijn or whatever can play off him. So look, Kane was what was he, 18, 17 when he came on the team? We weren't, never thought he was going to be the player that he is now. And I, I doubt Parrot will be that person. But he's the only natural centre-forward we have really available at the club now. Just play him. 
Mm. Can I also say, listening to Habib, it's great. I think he's been amazing. He's, what, three and a half thousand miles away. Um, and for me, he's talking more sense than a bloke sits next to me at Spurs. Uh, <laughs> it's been great listening to him. Uh, Habib, I want to bring you in just actually on Troy Parrott. Um, this is Roy Wicken. It says, why, oh, why would you wait until a couple of minutes from the end to bring on our only striker fit at the club? Absolutely nonsensical and can only be an exercise in self-indulgence by Jose Mourinho. I am more and more disappointed by his management. We are way off the pace. Is that something you share, Habib? No, of course not. Listen, like 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 this guy said, um, this our, this gentleman said that uh, he only got in because of an injury to Lamella. Um, listen, Mourinho has won 25 trophies. He's won everything. He's stubborn, you know. He's going to do what he wants because that's what's always worked for him. If he doesn't want Parrot, he doesn't want Parrot. He knows how to manage players. Maybe putting him in his place now will get the most out of him next year. He's done this. It's his job. Let him do it, right? Um, it, it's it, This isn't football manager where you, you know, pick the right team and then you just let the computer algorithm take over. It doesn't work like that in real life, right? So, um, if you ask me, I, I went on Twitter and I did say, listen, give the kid 25 minutes if you want to see what he's capable of. Maybe he'll surprise everybody, right? But... Uh, um, the fact that he got two, three minutes, I absolutely agree. He, the, those were two or three minutes we never expected him to get anyway. So um, it is what it is. And to be honest, we'd, we'd lost the game when Adam Traore was moved in the middle uh, in the second half and we did nothing to counter him. We'd lost the game right there. It just took some time. So Pat was going to save us from all that, right? And, you know, he's not a classic uh, Mourinho-type uh, centre-forward. Mourinho likes his centre-forwards big, you know, six foot, two inches and taller. You know, they need to be able to, you know, um, hold the ball and then either turn and feed a player or feed a player and run and receive it and score. That's It's always worked for him. You know, his system is brilliant. I, I, I actually, obviously, when he came on, I studied it. I looked at his games. I looked at some Inter Milan games and... And, and it works. There's no way it can miss. You give him his players, it will not miss. But I, I don't think Parrot is his type of player. And I'm sad to say, I don't think Ndombele is his type of player either. I actually think Ndombele might be sold in the summer and it might be for the best. Controversial, I know. We all love, want our biggest signing to work out. There seems to be some weird mental distrust thing there. And I think there might be that thing with, with Parrot as well. We wait and see. But I think this is the wrong match to criticize him uh, regarding Parrot, right? So he, when he brings him uh, purposefully and with a reason, when he's understood his place in the team and how to play, fine. But I don't see it happening because he's not even training with the first team. So you can forget the the, the fairy tale of Parrot coming in and, and just becoming the secret sauce that we needed. It's not going to happen. John. Big game for Tottenham. It feels even bigger now, this FA Cup tie against Norwich to come on Wednesday night. I mean, how big now? And do I say it's season-defining for us now, this game? Do I go as far as saying that, John, in our season, this Norwich game? Yeah, probably. I think right at the start of the show, you mentioned the Champions League, and I think Ant was right. He sort of chuckled and went, look, we're not... I don't think we're getting anything from that. Um, Massive. Because we get to the sixth round of the Cup, get a good draw, and, you know, you're... Well, you're one game away from Wembley, aren't you, after that? But two from the final or three from the final, whatever it is. Massive game. Um, yeah, probably season-defining because I can't see us finishing top four or fifth if it's going to be the, with the whole City ban. So, yeah, and you couldn't, 
really asked for a better game at home to bottom of the league and they just sort of got results after they didn't they so they probably think they're still in with a sniff for staying up so they might not take this one so seriously and I hope it's a full house I hope everyone gets behind them I hope we play some attacking football I, I really really hope in fact we don't play negative football on, on Wednesday night because there'll be no point it's a cup game and we should really go for them how do you see it going have interest John um I think we'll beat them I think we'll beat them by a couple of goals whether it's 2-0 or 3-1 okay. probably with a one to them because okay. we can't keep clean sheets no that's definitely sure definitely the case and very quickly on this game I know you don't give as much chance in terms of the Champions League and we're not going to do top four because I think at yeah. the moment that's just too raw no. but how big is yeah. this game for you now Ant in terms of this FA Cup well it's FA Cup isn't it and as, as you know we, we talk all the time Rick I'm, I'm sure John and Habib would agree with me I'm old school I'm, I like I, I want to win trophies um as a, as a fan, I'm sure the, the lads do as well. So you've got to take it seriously. I don't want to replay. I don't think there is replays now, is there? No, I believe we go straight to penalties if the score stays exactly the same. Oh, no, no, no. We need to beat them. No, no, no. We need to beat them. There's the, no, 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 no. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm, I can't. My, I can't take penalties, mate. No, 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 no. Not with this side. <laughs> You'll end up having a fan off the pitch calling because we ain't got enough players to, to take a penalty. Um yeah, we need we need to go out a full, full pelt, full outs, as John said, full squad. Just 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 go out there and, and and beat them. You know they might have the confidence of beating Leicester the other day. I don't know. They've got more strikers than us. But hey ho, do you know what I mean? But again, who, who hasn't scored? Max Aaron's will probably have an absolute blinder against us. Set up a goal, they'll score. Then we'll come back and beat them two one. You reckon we do it, Anya? Well, 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 I have to be, don't I? I know you have to be on here. <laughs> Crazy trainers, Joe. I'll speak Crazy to you later about the truth. Oh, my God. And Habib, you've been brilliant as well. Delighted to have you on for this show. Habib, what do you think about the FA Cup? You've been quite positive, I think, all night in terms of being honest and real. Do you give us a chance? Do you reckon we'll get over the line against Norwich in the FA Cup? Listen, I love Norwich. They're such a fun team. They're always attacking. And they don't have any defence. And we don't have any defence. I think it's going to be a cracking game. I think it's going to be an amazing game. And I think we're going to win, right? Uh, we're at home. And, and I think we'll throw in our big guns there on the defence. And uh, I hope uh, I hope Lloris is back. Because, you know, he understands big occasions. He understands big cup games. And I think we need some of that uh, presence at the back. I think we're going to win. I think it's going to be a great game. I'm really looking forward to this. I think I think it's going to be a good night for us. And I think uh, your show after that is going to be one happy show. I hope so. Cause we've got to do Thursday night. I don't think I could do another defeat on the way it's going at the moment. So, Habib, I hope you're right. Thank you for a wonderful debut. It's been an absolute pleasure having you, Habib. That was awesome being here. I love your energy. I don't know who your cocaine supplier is, but give me his number. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there'll be as much energy for the rest of the season if it carries on like this. I think he might hang me, or I might hang him the way it's going. But thank you for coming on. John, thank you as well for a wonderful debut. Great to have you on. And John, I hope we'll get you also on before the end of the season or next season. Yeah, then. love to, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Cheers. Oh, thank you. And, and I don't know how we do this. Yes, we're, we're surviving just about, aren't we? Just about, but it's tough Yeah, at the we're, we're, we're hanging on, mate. We're hanging on. We're like, we're like you know, Stallone and Cliffhanger. <laughs> Just, 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 just fingertips, fingertips at the moment. Why would someone have cut us off? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's going to get better out there, isn't it? It's got to pick up, isn't it? Well, I'd, well, yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah, great, brilliant. Let's go. <laughs> Can't wait. At the Custer, always brilliant. <laughs> Guys, we are going to be back on Thursday night. I hope for you it's been an hour or so of some therapy because we've tried our very best. As always, keep the faith and up the spurs. 
Sports Social Podcast Network.